0: Welcome to Restart Radio. I'm Dave Pickering and I make podcasts. I spend most of my life online, but I've got no idea how to fix any of the devices that help me to spend my time there. But I've been invited to a party. It's called a Restart Party, and this party might just help me to understand the technology that I use every day a restart party is a pop-up community repair event where skilled volunteers help people diagnose and repair their broken electronics they are organized by the restart project who are a london-based charity and social enterprise whose mission is to spark reflection and change in our relationship with gadgets so let's go now to a restart party Will join restarter for Raz as he tries to fix Cathy's smartphone at Abbey Community Centre in Kilburn. Is
1: it necessary, really, that they use such specialised screws? Why do they do all these different specifications, pentagons and
2: whatever else? It's do just, need to, just of course like some resistance in you getting into it. it just, it's to they, stop you, yeah. Isn't
1: it? It's to stop repairing. That's what it's about. It,
2: yes, well, it's it's to stop the average Joe from repairing it without proper research, you could potentially damage the warranty right, I think You're always
1: taking it at your responsibility, aren't you, once you start opening something. And
2: what's that kind of orange tool for us? So we've got a, a plunger to, to help lift the screen up. The only two things that are holding it down are the, the two screw screws at the bottom.
1: People don't have that though, do they at
0: home? Um, I don't think they do have that range of, of screwdriver heads and, and definitely not this plunger thing. I've never seen one of those before, I don't think. It's for taking the screen off a mobile a smartphone. It up to the job.
2: Yeah, it's just a bit thinks. too wide.
0: And that, that goes to show how specific the tools are, right? For smartphones, that would work for a different yeah. smartphone, but not this one.
2: iFixit have their own specific plunger tool that they've created for it, which has plungers on both sides, almost like a, a pair of pliers with, with plungers on the end of it that pull them apart. But you can you can use other other sort of plungers, it's
3: just a little bit more tricky. I'm Kyle Weens, and I run iFixit, which is the free open repair manual for everything. Every time something breaks, you look around and you say, okay, shucks, I'm in a pickle. How much does this cost? How much would it cost to pay somebody to repair it? How much would it cost to get a new one? And is there an option to do a repair myself? And so it's our job to make sure that there's a compelling alternative, compelling option to be able to do the repair yourself. We have three things that you generally need to to do any repair. You need to know how to fix it, you need the tools to get inside, do the repair, and then you need the parts to swap out. And so we provide all three. We give the information away for free, and then we make specialty tools for fixing electronics, and we sell parts on the website. You don't have to buy the parts or tools from us, but we, we link them in there so that it's easy. And we think of this as designing a solution to the repair challenge. Manufacturers are designing products. They want them to be as intuitive and easy to use, uh, but they don't spend any time optimizing or designing for the user experience when something breaks. And so we're the ones who step in and design that experience.
0: Today's episode is about tools. What tools to use, finding the right tools, figuring out how to open our devices. What are the tools that we need to regain control of the things that we use? We'll be following two different fixes at two different restart parties. So, you've already heard Faraz and Kathy in Kilburn. And now we're off to Kentish Town Community Centre, where two restarters, Francesco and Philip, are trying to solve a problem.
4: Uh-huh. I feel that something is happening. Yeah. I feel we got a grip. Right. So you've
0: managed to get all of the other screws out previously, but this is the screw. This is the screw that,
4: that you can't unscrew. Yes, the nasty screw that uh, was probably put in put there uh, to prevent me from opening right. this uh, fantastic French uh, Italian vacuum cleaner. <laughs> And maybe, uh, I don't know, there's a reason why they didn't want me to open it. But as long as it's not plugged in, I think we can just have a look inside. Absolutely. Innocently and without damage. And then we will check if we can bring it back to life. Look at this. Voila. It's like a hex, hexagonal, a, a hexagonal uh, screw. Yes. And uh, let me remove the other five. Oh, thank you very much. The other five, as far as I remember, should be just a normal Phillips uh, screws. Uh, so I have to remember this is uh, a T10 that we used, okay. Let us get one of these now. And this is
0: like an iFixit screw... Kit, uh, yes, yeah. with
4: different bits uh, that you can, uh, can change. Uh, you can change the, just the bit of the screwdriver like having a collection of 64 screwdrivers, but uh, uh, with much less space occupancy and much less weight.
3: I got started because I learned the hard way that things were harder to fix than I thought they should be. I was trying to fix my laptop, and I had a hard time, and I was looking around for repair information, and I couldn't find anything, and I said, this is kind of crazy, and I did a little bit of research, and I learned that the manufacturers were specifically keeping repair information from people, and so I decided to do something about it. And uh, that was just writing a few guides, putting them online, and the rest has kind of been history. We are a community, just like Wikipedia, where you can go and write repair instructions. There's uh, troubleshooting. So if you say, hey, I'm having a problem with my laptop. I can't figure out why it doesn't turn on or it makes a weird noise. What does it mean? Then you can coordinate with experts around the world where you might not know how to fix something. They can help you out. You might be able to help them out with a problem that they're stuck on. We design specialty electronics repair tools. So we have a toolkit we call the Protect Toolkit, and it's filled with all kinds of specialty prying tools and cutting knives and all the things that you need to get into modern electronics. I'm trying to use this, the same Ooh, one it's, you're it's doing a bit, it, it's a little you? bit big
2: but I think if you position no. it right you could put that in that in the gap when we when we open it up.
0: So there's a little mm-hmm. plastic lever being used yes. underneath yes. the front, front screen and then there's a plunger on top of it.
2: Just need to make sure what what part do we do um. it under under or over the rubber? There's a there's a little rubber. Oh, uh, what you mean that? that no, thing it's the, Like uh, when, when we separate it yeah. you can see like, one part separates up there yeah, and one part yeah, separates yeah. just underneath it so we just need to make sure oh, it's
1: nerve wracking <laughs> <I> <laughs> I've never had a smartphone this is my son's redundant one so I've got one of those you know ancient ones and what's gone wrong with this one today this one, a ba- battery yeah, I think iPhone had a problem with iPhone 5 batteries so the battery doesn't hold the charge so i've bought a new battery right
0: but you wouldn't have the tools at home to do this
1: no. well i might try it with a kitchen knife got Just the right. YouTube. Yeah, the which corner? Corner? bit is Just it? in the corner
2: yeah so underneath the roller oh,
1: it's halfway there i can put my nail under does that help Keep it. you're nearly there aren't you Does so it got to go all the way around
2: yep who does?
1: Use my fingernails. Your oh, fingernails are amazing tool. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I mean, some of the tools that Faraz has brought over as well are, look like broken up bits
2: of uh, just, a, are, yeah. just a card, right? Like a, yeah, like a, 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 a credit card.
1: I'll have broken nails at the end of the day.
2: So we need to make sure that we don't we don't open this part because that's that's where some cables are oh. underneath. But oh. yeah, we, we can. I'm going to stop. Of le- gonna... lever it from.
1: I don't know, he's used an old credit card or something.
2: Yeah, it's one of those, like, fake ones that they get to just... I love
3: it. So as products have gotten smaller, you need smaller and smaller screwdrivers to work on it. It could be, even even if it's a normal Phillips screwdriver, you might need a triple zero Phillips, which is a really teeny tiny Phillips screwdriver. That's in the best case. That's, that's in a lot of devices, but there are also small little Torx screws. And then there's also some proprietary tools in certain products that the manufacturers aren't making or selling. For example, the Game Boy has a tool Nintendo calls the Game Bit and you have to have that. So we include that in our toolkits. We also include the special tool that you need to get into the iPhone, the Pentalib screwdriver, and a whole bunch of other stuff.
4: I managed to use a T10, which is this one. Right, okay. You may probably have it. I probably you have you it. Well, i at this. Some, yes. Is, is it
5: one of these, the ones with a hole in the top? Yes, that's correct. Right, okay.
4: I managed to remove it, yes. to remove it already. So it's here. And the other ones uh, should be normal uh, Philips screws. Oh, okay, so you're okay. I think I am. Thank, Thank you very, very much, uh, Philip. Well, because you, you replied you. to my appeal for help. I did, indeed. I'm very grateful. Look at this. Yeah. These, these are like normal. Right, like. yes. There's
5: usually just one or two security screws and uh, the rest are, are very often normal. And those recessed ones uh, can be very tricky to get to get hold of. You're calling them
0: security screws, right? And they're de- So they're designed to stop people at home from being able to get into the
5: technology exactly, that they've bought. Yes. You can see um, it looks like a normal torque screwdriver, which not everybody has. Right. But worse than that, it's got a little pin in the middle so that an ordinary torque screwdriver won't go in. Right. <laughs> so you actually need a, a torque screwdriver with a hole in the middle. Like I've got here, you can see that it's got a little hole in the middle so that it can engage with the screw. Right. So unless you've got the special screwdriver, you can't get in. This is quite an old hoover am i right i, mean, His, it's
4: not... I purchased it back in uh, 99 can you believe it wow. it was the last millennium it's easy to think of this kind of thing with like mobile phones
0: right and smartphones and everyone knows they're hard to get into but it's really interesting that like old hoovers yes. i mean are also hard to get into
5: well i, I think quite a lot of it is is for, for safety because obviously there's mains electricity in there if somebody who doesn't know what they're doing opens that up then it could be quite dangerous of course yeah so um there is certainly that,
3: but yeah, it can make life difficult for us sometimes. <laughs>
5: for
0: people who want to fix it, yeah. Exactly,
3: yes, yes. So one thing that's kind of fun about running the biggest repair manual in the world is that we have all of this data that we can mine. So we're able to analyze all of the repair procedures that we have, thousands and thousands of products, and figure out what the most common tools are, put those in the toolkit. Partially, device designs are just changing. We have glass that we're working with. A lot of the products have glass, and so you need suction cups to work with glass. Sometimes there's adhesives. So you need tools to be able to remove the adhesive. And sometimes, like in the case of the iPhone, there's a, the special screwdriver is really a barrier. I mean, if you had a Phillips triple zero screwdriver up until the iPhone 4s, you could open your iPhone just with that, and you were fine. But Apple decided that it was too easy to get in and fix the device, so they swapped it out for a proprietary screw. So ever since then, we've been on a crusade to get as many of these pentalobe screwdrivers out into the world as possible
1: oh no Hey, i'm very impressed it does seem as if that bit's detached might mean a
2: bit of super clean yeah, yeah we might need a bit just, of, just probably some full help, of
1: filth sort of. as well so it's quite interesting of. when you open these things up the amount you of find dust out what's in them yeah look at this isn't he clever
2: so <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can get
0: so the iPhone 5 is now open. The plunger is
2: now removed. In here is, is where some of the some of these cables are from the from the touch screen are attached. Yeah. So we'll we'll go in there and. Braz
0: is checking what he's doing against iFixit, the online site, which is giving him a tutorial on, on how to do this battery change today
3: we don't get any information from the manufacturers unfortunately we have to figure it all out ourselves so it's it's literally we'll be the first people in line to buy the new product when it comes out figure out what's inside for example the apple watch uses a new size of pentalobe screwdriver and a new size of tri-wing screwdriver that we'd never seen before and so we have to make two new screwdrivers just for that watch
5: I got this fantastic set of screwdrivers for Christmas with 50 different security screws and extra long ones to get into um, holes exactly like this. That whole set is designed
0: for this kind of screw?
5: Well, for all sorts of different screws, so you've got pretty well everything yeah, here. Yeah, but
0: I mean, it's specifically designed to, to take out security screws. Yes. So it's kind of yes. like the well, safe-cracking kit of screwdrivers. <laughs> you
5: could say that. Well, we've got the ordinary Positrive and Phillips, and we've got some flat ones here somewhere. Have we? We must have some flat screwdrivers. And we quite often get these sort of hook-shaped ones as well, which is like a a flat screwdriver but with a a cutout in it. If you imagine taking a nail file or something to the top, to the flat end of of a um, flat screwdriver, so you've just got two little pegs sticking out, and quite often you get security screws like that, which an ordinary flat screwdriver won't do. In theory, you should be able to get into anything that comes in front of you now. Well... <laughs> Hopefully, yes. But some of these things, the screwers are uh, down quite a deep recess which is why I had to get this particular set of long screwdriver bits, because they're generally long enough to get down to the recess. Because even if you have an ordinary screwdriver and you have an extension on it, very often the extension won't actually fit down the hole that the screw is recessed into. So this is very useful, but actually with these 50 screwdriver bits, and each one is about, what's that, about um, 60 centimetres long? Yeah. And is surprisingly surprisingly heavy, so I don't normally bring it. You feel that...
0: Yeah, that is heavy. Yes. Yeah, yeah
5: right. <laughs> so add that to my backpack. Right, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I
3: think it's been a little bit incremental, this idea that you don't own your own thing. You shouldn't be able to get in and repair it over time, I mean there's there's a number of, of reasons for it. One is the designers that are making the products just don't think about it. We have more and more products all the time. It's very very easy to make a small change to a product, make the next version of it which may have parts that aren't compatible with the previous versions. there's two small ones and I think
2: this one might be tiny maybe a bit bigger. How is we'll, it? We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what. This one's different from the other two. It's
1: it's a little bit taller. It's it's quite hard to tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's
2: coming out. People who
0: have come to fix other things are sort of starting to gather around to uh, to watch the the fix happen because I think it's so rare we see inside our our mobile phones that it's it's quite interesting to see.
3: It also is, I think, you know, Apple taking Werner Braun's design manifesto to an extreme and not really thinking through everything. One of the key elements of the traditional design manifesto is that design is sustainable, that it, products should be made to last. Electronics manufacturers aren't doing that these days. They're making products that are designed to be used for a year or two and then you toss it away and get a new one. And that's a shame, and that's something that, as consumers, maybe we can push back on. Yeah. Do you see how these connectors, they just pop off, and you push them back in? Yeah, you know, they clip in. But there's a couple of
2: different connectors here, so just pop that one off as well.
0: So I guess that's the tricky bit, isn't it, getting the actual screen off, yeah. knowing where the bit that connects is, because that's where you could mess it up.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. You could quite easily rip that out. The cables, the ribbon cables, towards going to the screen. So it's, it's these two. And can you see how they're circled in a different colour, which means that yeah. they're, they're different types size, of
1: size. What both of them? You mean those two
2: are different? So that's a bit reddish, and that's a bit orangeish. Oh, so, right. So it actually defines. So one's a bit bigger than the other.
3: We're forced to update it because of the manufacturers are coming out with new products, so we have to update the toolkit as often as they update their products. But we still support the old toolkits. Uh, we have a lifetime warranty on our on our tools, and if you want to get a new bit for your old toolkit, you can buy just that bit. You don't have to buy a whole new kit. Uh, so we're we're trying, but certainly, like with with the Apple Watch, these new tools they're going to be in the next version of our toolkit, and the current version will, I guess, be obsolete at that point. But that's okay.
2: Because even though they're different, it's still quite hard to judge. Which is which? which, is which yeah. so when, if you so put So how would you just
1: dis- you know you did the top I'll put, put
2: them in a different box. You'd so this bottom one. Like okay. yeah. so Faraz is using two different
0: pillboxes to systematically put the screws in so that he knows which one's which.
2: Take this, let clip off this. And then that goes in with that one. Then we can pop this off.
0: That blue plastic thing's also a, a tool you can
2: buy, is it? Or is that one that was improvised? These these are called spudges and they, they come in the I fix it kit but you can also buy them separately. So sometimes when you when you buy the parts they, they provide you with spudges to help you take things apart delicately. They're made out of plastic so so you're less likely to damage anything inside.
3: It certainly can feel a bit like an arms race where we're trying to come up with new tools as fast as they're coming up with new products. But there's you know significant tooling costs. They have all of their technicians that they have to update with the new tools. I would say where, where we have kind of this challenge is is around adhesive. Uh, there's a lot of glue being used in modern products. There are some compelling design reasons for using glue. And so I think it's really an opportunity for the rest of us to say, okay, you know, there are new design constraints. Traditionally, your toolbox maybe had a screwdriver and a hammer. Now it might have a screwdriver and hammer and a heat gun or a hairdryer to heat up and loosen the adhesive and maybe a suction cup and that's okay i mean but these are new techniques new tools that that we all have to learn so there's there's a
2: bit of adhesive
3: that's actually stuck this
2: Um. oh so it's so yeah it's again quite a delicate operation in order to to get it trying to get it off without damaging it because if you do damage these then it then they can give up a lot of heat actually yeah. they'll, they'll short themselves out so it is a bit dangerous So for Faraz has got an, another tool now It's that like wood It's a, it's another plastic tool but it's just a bit longer and so To get better under, leverage Yeah, easier to get underneath it
1: But this is quite precision stuff yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah. They're You're not authorised, am going to tell on you <laughs> yeah. okay, no. okay,
2: Look
1: at yeah. that yeah. That did the trick. So and you can see where the battery's the now out. Oh, it's a bit like double-sided solitaire. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So there's a couple of cool companies. One is Fairphone out of the Netherlands. They've designed a phone that's designed to be disassembled. You can swap out the screen without any tools, which is really neat. And then all the other parts inside it, you just need a standard Phillips screwdriver and you can get in. There's Patagonia, who has partnered with us to teach people how to repair all their clothing. They actually integrated all of our repair content into their website. So you can just go on patagonia.com and they have all the repair information on their site. So that's a really neat project. And we're, we're looking for more manufacturers we can do partnerships like that with.
0: How are you getting on there, Francesca? You've you got into your... you're nearly in. Uh,
4: not yet. I think I need to remove this large screw
5: as well, or which probably your fantastic tool may come in very handy. Yeah, it Philippe. might do. Well, you basically just as a standard flat, large flat screwdriver a would do that. One.
4: Right, I mean, the screw in question is a big kind of like it's like a giant Phillips. It is, it is. I think this one just goes uh, across the entire handle here, can you see? From here to here. This is probably the last screw. What
5: have we I mean, got? All oh, right, we've got a screw head on either, either side, haven't we? Yeah.
0: So okay. I guess maybe you're going to need two flat heads. Yes, we are. the other side's going to turn. Yeah, because yes, the, the other side is turn. turning. Well, in
5: fact, it's very wide. You could hold that yeah. with, a, with a coin. Everybody. keep <laughs> <the, cue> everybody <laughs>
0: looking to see if they got any... I think I've got a 20 pence that I found.
5: That'd probably I found it. on the floor earlier on, yeah. so it's obviously
0: uh-huh. lucky. If obviously you see that in there. Fantastic. They
5: wanted me to find it. That's it, it's coming.
0: Yeah. Right, it
5: looks as though maybe your end is meant to turn rather than mine. <laughs> You're probably right. right. Let's see. Take the and, the coins. <laughs> and that's it yeah right i, mean, I is, think you can take it out now yes because you can see this end it's got a spline in it to stop it it's allegedly to stop it turning in the hole
0: security on this is very is very tight because without another person you wouldn't have been able to do that probably <laughs> yeah, I if you wonder, were on your
4: own you wouldn't have been able to do it i wonder what kind of danger we are exposing <laughs> ourselves to <laughs> now i'm i'm shivering <laughs> right right is it going to have oh, a mom, nuclear reactor inside Mamma mia let's see it's
1: great we improvised tools though isn't it
0: yeah i mean you know well he's using a whole range of tools here like improvised tools right. newly made tools designed for it and then classic tools that we're slightly familiar with he's using a whole range so that that battery came from my fix it too right
1: yeah Did well, you see i would have been prone myself to have bought the cheapest you know how it is you tend to often so when i looked on online that you could get quite cheap iPhone genuine right and I spoke to Hugo and he said they're not always genuine even though they say they're genuine right so he recommended I fix it
0: yeah
3: it's always a challenge to figure out how to get these parts usually it's not cost effective to set up an entire assembly line to make a specific part there just aren't enough I mean there's so many individual components we can't do that the way that we do with tools so instead, we find other ways. Maybe we can buy parts from the same folks that are supplying those parts to the manufacturers. We do that with batteries. Sometimes we can't find the parts anywhere, and so we have to actually go to the recyclers that are getting these things at end of life and rescue the parts from the shredder and sell them back to consumers. So that's that's been a big growing source of parts for us.
2: You have to push these
3: connectors back like in. Any, so and that you, they and you feel like a little... You feel a, a click. Big, yeah, you yeah. feel a little click. when you switch it on
2: before we close it just to make sure that the, the screen...
1: Off there. Yeah, off see. and then it should tell you the status of the battery if it's yeah
2: but but because we've we've also removed the the screen we just want double check that the the digitizers are working in all the places before we close it up otherwise we have to open up again to, to see the digitizer, So
0: this iphone is going on and it has and it's still half open and the screen is working seems like fine
3: all the different parts of it. We should know how our stuff is put together. I think it's just interesting. I think having a society where all of us understand what's inside the things that we have is better we can make smarter decisions, we can bias toward uh, buying things that are going to last longer, which is going to save us money in the long run. If we know how well things are built, it will push us in the direction of encouraging product design that is long lasting. So it's, I think it's just a way to make society a little more savvy, which is which is fantastic. This poor
4: vacuum cleaner, the problem it had and it still has, is that it was like switching on and off according to the position of the lead. So if I kept it like this, it was switching on, but but if for for any other reason it was moving, probably some contacts were
5: were not working. It was a
4: very intermittent problem.
5: Yes, that sounds exactly like a, a break in the cable. Where the cable goes into the case, it's going to bend like that, and one of the conductors inside the cable is almost certainly cracked. So what we could do is put a test meter between each of those and the mains plug and, check for, and, and check, check for continuity
3: another thing is you know we have this concern that the throwaway society there's a lot of environmental implications it takes over 500 pounds of raw material to make an iphone and that's material that you know is is basically lost forever it's not able to be recovered in recycling we're very very bad at recycling electronics we have low recovery rates and even when we do get it to recyclers we're only able to recover maybe 70 percent of the product by weight so We can do better, but really the the strategic lever is to make products last longer and and limit the number of things that we buy in the first place.
4: We got a a multimeter that should do the trick. Another tool that people often don't have in their own home. Yes, it's always very handy because it allows you to to check a few simple things like we are doing now. Check for
5: continuity. One of these test meters, you can get one a cheap one for all five or ten pounds easily. And you can use it for testing fuses and things like that. Okay, so if you put that on the plug, yeah. if I put this on, on here, so not here,
4: not here, it says
5: yeah.
0: over
4: the limit. So it seems to be a very high resistance.
5: on the other one, the other contact. So it could be interrupted. Yeah. We've got yeah, continuity we got there. Got continuity. Right. Okay. And on the other contact, we have no. Out. So, okay, so yeah. on
4: that one, on that one, no continuity. Not here and not here. Okay. Which so on, on, could confirm yes your now your this, suspicion. This yeah.
5: one should go through to which of those? Onto there. As I as I flex yeah. the cable, just yeah, at this th- point, That's the the see, critical the critical yes. point. Yes. You can see actually there's a crack in the insulation there. So I think if we were to chop that cable off just there, just shorten the cable by, what, about um, six or nine inches, and that'll do it. I think it's a sacrifice well worth uh, (laughs) uh, making.
3: Fairphone is just such a wonderful example because they've proven that you can do it. I've been saying for a long time, you can make a cell phone that's repairable. You've got Apple over there doing what they're going to do. And so people say, well, maybe it's not possible for them them to do it. So it's really nice to see Fairphone come in and say yes, absolutely we can. This is what it looks like. These are the trade-offs, but it's a uh, really compelling phone. And I, y- you guys are a, bit, a little bit lucky over there in Europe. The Fairphone right now only works on the European airwaves. So I'm hopeful for next year because I haven't been able to switch over to using a Fairphone quite yet.
2: It should be okay to just close it, and, and it should be working once you charge it up. We'll be able to use it. To yeah.
1: find out how to use it, I don't know how you use <laughs> these things. <laughs> so
2: those two screws make sure that the screen doesn't come off. Again, and that should be it. That should be done. You just switch it on again, and just just make sure that it's still okay. A success.
1: That's nice. I've been a few times. And I've never had a real success <laughs> where things are <laughs> talked Thank success. you.
3: Okay. Brilliant. Critically important that we start to understand a little bit more about how all the things that we have work. We're going to be moving in into a world – I mean Arthur C. Clarke said any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Well, I don't want to live in the world of magic. I want to live in the world that I understand, that I can grasp a little bit.
4: So, I, I heard the sound of a, a working you vacuum heard cleaner. The sound of a, a working vacuum cleaner, yes. This was uh, uh, an easy fix. It was just uh, a severed and interrupted face uh, uh, wire. So, uh, it was quite easy, actually. But uh, I'm happy. Yeah. This hopefully will extend uh, the life and, and services of uh, this vacuum cleaner for a few extra years. At least as long as I have the proper bags, (laughs) because, you know, they're all different, those as well. uh, But I still have a few spare ones, so hopefully still a few years of mileage. So inspiring also for me, seeing uh, more senior, more expert uh, fixers here that are able to fix so many things, uh, and I'm still learning and uh, they inspire me so much because all the people here, they are so very open to share their skills and, and teach other people. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's really a really good environment to be in. So I invite you to join in <laughs> next time. You drop the microphone and you come here right. with some appliances. Well, well
0: if, I, if I drop the microphone, then maybe I'll have to fix it, right?
3: <laughs> we just want to get more people involved. So please come join the iFixit community. We're a friendly bunch of folks that just like fixing things. We're in it for the Internet. Entire- intellectual challenge we're in it maybe because it'll make a difference we have a huge number of questions that people have asked they're really legitimate questions we just haven't found an expert that knows how to answer that question yet hop on the site find a question that doesn't have an answer throw throw an answer up there you can also contribute your own step-by-step repair guide even if you don't know how to fix something the next time you're taking it apart take pictures of the process upload them and then over time that can that can plant a seed other people can come and in, it in and it can turn into a repair manual Restart
0: Radio is both a podcast and a weekly show that goes out at 1.30 on Tuesdays on Resonance 104.4 FM, repeated on Wednesdays at 11am. Find out more information about The Restart Project on their website, therestartproject.org. Today's restart party is over, so it's time to pack up the equipment and say goodbye to each other. Goodbye, everybody.